I nearly always worked outside, um, helping my dad and cleaning the barns, and and so he he taught me, uh, you know, all the moral things, and he even spoke to me about boys and stuff like that. <laughs> Stay good day. Welcome, my friends, to the storyteller where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear from Florence Wilson, an elder from the Peguis Reserve in Manitoba, as she shares what life was like for her growing up there and how she came to be interested in the Bible. My name is Florence Wilson. Uh, my maiden name is uh, Spence. I was born here on Peguis Reserve in Manitoba some uh, 60, uh, 68 years ago. Um, I lived here most of my life except for uh, four years when I went to residential school. As a child, I was uh, very much influenced by my grandmother. She used to... Uh, read to me from the Bible, although I didn't much understand uh, what she was reading, but she uh, read it, and uh, she sang hymns to me. And uh, I remember um, the first time I heard the, the story, the Easter story, we called it, of when Jesus died on the cross. My mother told it to us. We were all sitting around the uh, kitchen table, in our little log house, and uh, my brother and uh, my sister. I had I, there was only three of us then, but uh, my mom told us this story. And when she told us how Jesus died on the cross, and all the uh, things that they did to him, how they uh, put this crown of thorns on his head, and how they pierced his side. And how they nailed him to the cross. I remember we all cried. Just thinking what pain he must have went through. I was really young then. But it really impacted me. And all through my life. I That always came back to me. I always thought of this. You know. And. The rest of the time in my life, I guess, I just went along with, um, you know, whatever was being taught. And we didn't, we didn't have a regular, um, time of, uh, prayer or, um, Bible reading in our, in our home. But it was mostly at, uh, you know, Christmas time and at, um, Easter time that I heard things from the Bible. But my dad was uh, a, a very moral man, and I always worked with him. And he always was would say to me, you know, um, things like, you know, if you owe anybody any money, don't be afraid to uh, go and tell them that you can, if you can't pay him, don't be afraid to go and tell them that you that that you you can't pay him, and just give him whatever you can, and. Uh, and those kinds of things he he taught to us, you know, and he taught us to to work hard. I worked with him um, 
remember he first, he, he was one of the first people to get a, a tractor on the reserve and he just had one of these old hand plows and I helped him break the first 10 uh, acres of land that he had. And um, so it was always, I, I nearly always worked outside um, helping my dad and cleaning the barns and and so he he taught me, uh, you know, all the moral things, and he even spoke to me about boys and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, and I really respected my dad. But later on, and when I went away to um, boarding school, to residential school in Bertle, after grade nine, I... Um, I was very excited to go because I wanted to get more education. And uh, the principal there, Mr. Rusa, um, greeted us. He showed us around the, the place, and I thought, wow, what a big place because my home was small. And the first morning that I was there, he he came into the, uh, we all gathered in um, a common room, and he came and he said, come with me, I want to take you to the kitchen. So he took me to the kitchen and he said to the cook, uh, I want you to fatten this one up. <laughs> and I guess he thought I was too skinny or something. But I worked in the kitchen quite a bit and I really enjoyed it. And uh, at that time when we went, when I went to residential school, they were just starting to integrate um, the Native students into uh white schools, and so I didn't go to school right in the residential school. I, I went to school in, in the town of Birdle to take my grade 10, and that was, uh, um, I was really uh, nervous because I didn't know what to expect, and I had uh, never been in that kind of a situation, and especially um, to take French. I had never taken French before, and you know, in that time, that, that time too, we had, uh, to take the university entrance course. There was no options. We just took the university entrance course. And so French was part of it. And that made me, uh, very nervous because our French teacher would come in and he would just speak French through the whole class. And all I would do is try and see what the other students were, were doing and try to follow through. But I grew to enjoy that. I also, um, you know, I'm really thankful to the principal of, uh, of this residential school because he taught us lots of things. The uh, students downtown and the uh, parents too really didn't like us at the beginning because there were so many of us and we came into their school and we crowded them. We made the school really crowded. And so they didn't like us, but for that reason, and I guess they had some other bad experiences that uh, they didn't like. But he and his wife were uh, very particular how we dressed. We were never allowed to wear pants to school. We uh, had to uh, have our hair done up nice, and uh, they allowed us to wear some makeup, but very little. Also... um, we noticed that the girls in in downtown were they could wear uh, their hair in pin curls and 
you know, and, and, and wear jeans and stuff. But we were never allowed to do that. And so we started to set an example in that school that sort of caught on. And even at that time, too, the uh, principal got jobs for us downtown. We did housework for these ladies, and they got to know us. And uh, before we went down, he made sure that we knew how to run a vacuum cleaner. And working in the kitchen, too, I learned how to cook really well. And this the lady that I worked for, she uh, would ask me to make... Uh, lunch for them. I'd make lunch for them. And I, we really worked hard and they got to really know us well. And, and, and so in that way, we were accepted in that school. Um, as far as um, living at the residential school, I was there for four years. It took me four years to finish because uh, in my, for grade 11, I had to have my appendix out uh, Two weeks before, uh, before I started writing my final exams, and I, uh, I failed the first two courses. And uh, when I came home to the reserve, there was no place for me to write uh, a supplemental, they called it. So I had to go back to school and take those two courses over again. And but my last year in the, in residential school was. Uh, to take grade 12, it was very easy because uh, I didn't have as many subjects to take. And so uh, I have good memories of the of um, residential school. It was good as long as you followed the uh, the rules of the school. We got to do lots of things. We uh, uh, sang in choirs. Uh, we were uh, entered all kinds of competitions. Um, uh, musical choirs. I uh, was asked to teach Sunday school, and then I I started to learn more about the Bible then, because we had to read the Bible to be able to teach it to these younger uh, students there at school. We had an excellent Sunday school teacher. She went over the lessons with us and explained it to us. And that's when I really became uh, interested in, in the Bible, and I read it a little bit more. After I came back to the reserve, I had really wanted to go in to be a, a, a lab technician. That was my uh, goal when I was in high school. And But because um, the Indian Affairs at that time wouldn't sponsor me, because some other uh, girls that had gone to be uh, RNs, they wanted to be nurses, they had uh, dropped out and, and that um, they said they wouldn't sponsor me anymore. So my goals suddenly changed. Uh, I was to go in at the, in January that year after I was out of school, that June before, I uh, was working in the local uh, grocery store, and uh, when the Indian agent came and told me that time, uh, you know, you can't go on for training because they're not going to sponsor you. And I remember crying my eyes out because I couldn't go. And he went away, and then 
this was just before Christmas. And before the new year came, he came again one day and offered me a job teaching school. So I took it, and I was teaching grades one through three in Fish River, a reserve right next to us. And the, the girls that I was teaching with happened to be, well, there was two of them there. They were both Christian girls. And so we, you know, we got into uh, talking more about the Lord and uh, and reading the Bible more. Have you ever read the Bible? In this book, we learn about God and His creation, how sin, death, and judgment came into the world, and what God did so that we could be saved. In the Gospel of John, we read these words, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believes on Him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. His name is Jesus Christ. If you have any questions or comments, you can write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. Our web address is withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Florence's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.